Good morning and welcome to worship at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Chicago. We are glad you are here, whether this is your first time, whether you've been in our buildings, whatever you feel about church or spirituality, your, the color of your skin, who you love or marry, so many ways that we are divided. We are one in Christ Jesus. Thank you for being with us this morning. We begin with confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Because we are buried with Christ in these waters, we are raised to new life with him. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Rejoice in this good news. Amen. Spirit 
be with you all and also with you. Let us pray. Oh Lord God, merciful judge, you are the inexhaustible fountain of forgiveness. Replace our hearts of stone with hearts that love and adore you, that we may delight in doing your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Exodus. The angel of God, who was going before the Israelite army, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And so the cloud was there with the darkness and it lit up the night. Not, no one, one did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and they went into the sea after them, all of Pharaoh's horses chariots and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian armies into a panic. God clogged their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the water may come up upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And at dawn, the sea returned to its normal depth. And as the Egyptians fled before it, the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the Israelites, they walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. of Jacob from a people of strange speech. Judah became God's sanctuary and Israel God's dominion. The sea beheld it and fled. Jordan turned and went back. The mountains skipped like rams and the little hills like young sheep. that you turned back you mountains that you skipped like rams you little hills like young sheep 
Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the hard rock into a pool of water, and flint stone into a flowing spring. Reading from Romans. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat, for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on the servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe it in honor of the Lord. Also those who eat, Eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God. While those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each of us will be accountable to God. Word of God, word of life. Gospel according to Matthew, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. For this reason, the dominion of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave his debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed 
and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, the Lord handed him over to be tortured until he could pay his entire debt. So my Heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. The Easter Vigil is my favorite service of the church year. Now that should be no surprise to most of you who have experienced an Easter Vigil at Holy Trinity. But if you've never experienced an Easter Vigil, then there are a few things to explain. We begin outside around a roaring fire, and then the assembly moves and follows the pillar of fire, the Paschal candle, into a darkened sanctuary. By candlelight, we sing a prayer of thanks to God. And then comes the best part, in my opinion, as if sitting by a campfire with longtime friends, we tell ancient stories from scripture, seven of them. That's right, I said seven. Seven stories from scripture that tell of God's saving work throughout history. Now at Holy Trinity, we take some liberty in how we tell those stories. We don't simply read them, we play with them, telling the old stories in a new and creative way, and sometimes even a humorous way. We often read only five, but the one story that must always be proclaimed that night is today's miraculous story from Exodus. The Exodus, or crossing the Red Sea, is a central story to Jews, Muslims, and Christians that shows God's power to liberate people and lead them to freedom. After the 10th and final plague in Egypt, when the, is when the angel of death passes over the homes of the Hebrew slaves, they are finally freed from Pharaoh's grip, and Moses and his people leave Egypt and head toward the promised land. But soon after they leave, Pharaoh changes his mind and calls for an army of soldiers and their horses and chariots to pursue them. The former slaves don't get too far before they encounter a sea in front of them and Pharaoh's army coming close behind. These newly freed people of God find themselves trapped by dangerous waters in front and dangerous chariots behind. Their way out is unclear it's hidden. What will they do? Going back or going forward both seem like a way of death. Yet this story is about an exodus, a way out, which is exactly what exodus means. And we've all been there between a rock and a hard place where it seems like there's no way out. A job loss. Where is the way out? A failed marriage, where is the way out? Cancer, illness, stroke, hemorrhages, where is the way out? And in these last six months, a pandemic, how will we get out of this? A broken system that for hundreds of years has prioritized one race over others. And we ask, where is the way out? In the verses just prior to today's reading, Moses tells the people who are grumbling, do not be afraid. Stand firm and witness the deliverance that the Lord will provide for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. Witness the deliverance which the Lord will accomplish for you today. In other words, just watch, God will provide a way out. And God does. 
The land is dried up and they walk safely toward the promised land. And Pharaoh's army is finally, once and for all, defeated. The Exodus story is miraculous, but it's also violent. It is victorious, but also deadly. It is the final act of liberation for the Israelites, but why is this story central to our story as Christians? At the vigil, we don't just read this story of liberation. We sing it. We clap and rejoice as if we're Miriam and all of Israel rejoicing in the mighty act that God has accomplished. A cantor stands right here and sings the verses of scripture, and then she invites us all to tell the story with her and sing about God's triumph in a celebratory way. Sing a song of freedom, God has won the victory. Horse and chariot are cast into the sea. Israel's exodus from slavery to freedom is not just a story to be remembered like a history lesson, another war story told by the victors. As the story is told around Shabbat tables, at Jewish Shabbat tables, or at the Easter vigil for Christians, the exodus is happening now. We are being led by God's pillar of fire to freedom and new life. The word exodus also means passage. And the Israelites passed from an old way of life to a new way of life as they crossed the sea on dry land. As Christians, we celebrate our exodus or passage from death to life in the sacrament of baptism. In Christian baptism, we claim that we go into the baptismal waters to die like Christ, die to our old selves, die to our oppressive agendas. And like the Egyptians, we die in those waters. But we come out of the water into new life, a life that mirrors Christ's own, new life that by the power of the Holy Spirit would have us cling to the will of God so that all people would flourish and have life in abundance here and now. Our exodus into new life is more than just a photo op that helps us remember the day that we gathered around the font around a dripping wet baby though I really do love holding those babies and look forward to the time again when I get to do baptisms. But our exodus from old to new, from death to life, is lived on and on each day as we continue to, call, to follow God's call for liberation, the liberation of all people. Passing through the Red Sea to freedom and passing through the waters of baptism to new life, promise a way out in the midst of crippling bondage. A way out when it seems like there is none. This Red Sea Exodus story is about a people, a nation of slaves liberated from oppression. And even though some say, to keep politics out of religion. We simply can't because politics has always been a part of life, even for the Israelites long ago. This is a political story too. Political because those in charge were used, those in charge used the poor and disadvantaged for gain. It's political because when those at the top use those at the bottom at their disposal, it shows how sinful our political systems are. An African-American writer said that this passage is so important for the African-American community because it is connected with the Exodus story so closely. And because God is on the side of the stateless, the homeless, the unarmed, the powerless, the marginalized, the oppressed. We who have been set free 
Sing a song of freedom because God has won the victory for all. But as we sing our songs, can we also hear the cries of God who weeps over the death of the oppressor? An old rabbinical tale speculates about what was happening in heaven as a miracle occurred. It says that angels were rejoicing with shouts of joy, but God said, no, why are you singing when my creatures are drowning in the sea? In this Jewish interpretation of the Exodus, we see a God who frees the oppressed and weeps over the death of the oppressor. We have all, all been set free to sing a song of freedom because God has won the victory for all. We worship a God at the festive Easter vigil or in these ordinary yet extraordinary times in our home, a God whose heart beats for the suffering and marginalized, but also extends to the influential and the privileged. And it is by God's grace alone that we are free, free to live a new life in Christ, reborn every day in the waters of baptism, in God's love and mercy for the world. Amen.
It is a very exciting weekend at Holy Trinity. Last night, about 45 persons participated at the HT Loop reunion service. After the service today, not only will be, there be a brief social time and our small bites at 10.30, but two Sunday school Zoom classes will begin at 10.45. And we're also grateful for a new microphone system that works with Zoom that was set up and envisioned by Jeff Stang. So thank you, Jeff. As always, we are grateful for your support in so many ways, your prayers, your participation, and your generosity. Our loose offering fund supports organizations dear to us, such as One North Side, the Lighthouse Foundation, the Lakeview Pantry. We're also grateful for your gifts to the Elvina Moan Fund, which has enabled us to assist uh, a number of people giving over $7,500 for folks struggling during these difficult days. Communion online at this service is the first Sunday of the month. And it's the third Saturday of the month at HT Loop. So next Saturday night, there will be a online communion service. We are also offering communion in our space. It will be a service today at 1115 that is now full. But there are opportunities this coming Wednesday at 730. We are going to cancel the 630 service as there was only one down. So this coming Sunday, this coming Wednesday at 730 and next Sunday, at 11.15, there are about 12 spots available at each of those services. And some very exciting news during this election season, and as we four congregations in Lakeview share more online events. It's our third Thursday series this week, Thursday at 7 p.m., Beliefs and Ballots, helping you get ready for this election and how your faith might you might take your faith into account and those values as you prepare to cast ballots. Also, we are thankful for those who serve at the pantry and at the crib. You'll notice on the 19th, we will be serving at the crib, making a meal and serving at the new night ministry crib location in Bucktown. And uh, there are signups online for that. And at this point, there's no one there. So we hope that you will sign up. We continue now with a faith story, a very a favorite part of worship for many during these days. And today's faith story is coming from Kansas City and is the first time we're having members joining our congregation who live out of town. David and Ann Nelson will be becoming members of Holy Trinity in two weeks. And so now welcome David for his faith story. Good morning, everybody. I've always had a vital connection to the church. For the first several decades of my life, I lived in the parsonage next to the church since my father was the pastor. Attending worship on Sunday and other activities was the norm in my life. I was ordained into the Lutheran Church in America, a predecessor of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, after being a part of the first class that attended all four years at the seminary in Chicago, LSTC. I served two, two parishes in Kansas, a rural setting and a university community. And finally, my last parish was in Kansas City, Missouri, where Ann and I still live. In 1995, I resigned from parish ministry and now practiced my baptismal ordination in other ways. I seek greater connections with women and men of other religions and other traditions and was one of the founders of the Greater Kansas City Interfaith Council and served as convener of that council for the early years. As an appreciative inquiry coach, I have been gifted to partner with men serving time in the United States Penitentiary in Leavenworth, Kansas, who were changing their thinking and behavior. These men taught me that deep inside us all is a sacred core that longs for respectful connections with others. 
I have been privileged to partner with men and women who provide public health and safety through pre-hospital care, medical transport, and community action agencies, especially in Head Start. I seek connections especially with those sisters and brothers who have been oppressed or have been ignored by others. The weekly celebration of the Eucharist plays and has played a major role in my spiritual journey. I connected with Craig at the beginning of COVID-19 pandemic to discuss celebrating Eucharist online. His invitation to worship last Easter changed my experience and thinking about worship and technology. Holy Trinity does Zoom worship with deep reverence, excellent preaching, this morning included, and technology. Holy Trinity does it right. Religion and science are not only compatible, but essential to remain faithful to our baptismal ordination. We have been nurtured in the adult learning provided in Zoom. I now have new friendships in connecting faith and life. We will continue to live in Kansas City, even though we are very thrilled to worship and grow spiritually with you at Holy Trinity in Chicago. Drawn together in the compassion of God, we pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. God of open arms, make Christians into signs of your gracious welcome to both members and newcomers, whether meeting physically or digitally. Strengthen faith through our scripture, studies, Sunday school, and confirmation classes. God of compassion. Receive our prayer. God of lands and seas, continue your care for your creation. When human selfishness has brought ruin and destruction, we ask you to heal and renew your earth. Preserve the lands from fire and storm. God of compassion. Receive our prayer. Something is going on. God of our homeland, visit the American cities that are addressing local racism. Stand with both protesters and police. That civil society may be preserved and improved. Bring both healing and justice to our land. God of compassion. Receive our prayer. God of the sufferers, visit prisons and care homes with health and hope. Deliver all who are bound by debt. Freed all who hunger and provide safety to migrants. Protect firefighters, first responders, and medical workers. Heal the sick, especially those we name here before you in the chat feature or by unmuting. For Mark. God of compassion. Receive our prayer. Whether we live or whether we die, we are yours. We thank you for those who have led us in the faith, especially those we commemorate this week. John, John Chrysotom, Bishop Kripian, Hildegard of Began, and Doug Hammerschold. Hold us with them in your everlasting love. God of compassion. Receive our prayer. 
all these things and whatever else you see that we need, we entrust to your mercy through Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please join us now and use the ancient gesture of extended hands. I will. Trusting in God's tender motherly care, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
It is our great joy this Sunday to be starting our Sunday School program once again. And um, so at this time, I'd like to invite you all to turn to gallery view and invite the children to come up toward the camera if they haven't been with you yet. You know, come now so we can do a blessing together. So all the children who will be joining us in Sunday School at 1045, all students everywhere who are learning via Zoom this season, and for our Sunday School teachers as well, we want to honor and recognize you and thank you for the work that you are doing this year. Please receive this blessing. God of many blessings, we pray for our students and teachers as they begin a new school year in a new way. Give them peace when they feel nervous, focus when they feel distracted, energy when they feel tired. Open their minds to the lessons they will both learn in and outside the classroom. Help them to be your loving presence in their school or home. Guide them in making good choices as they grow in wisdom and maturity. May they feel your loving care in all they do. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. As you depart, Remember the mission of this congregation. Act with courage. Be radically inclusive. Cultivate empowering relationships. Delight in God's beauty. Engage with intention. In the name of Christ, go in peace. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. We are grateful for so many people that participate in worship. And the chat feature is a great way to do that right now. So if you'd like to thank the preacher, the singers, the faith story, Bo, to give thanks for this worship service, the choir, Jeff Stang, please let it just be a cascade of thank yous right now in the chat feature. And while you're doing that, let us turn to gallery view so that we can also greet one another and see one another and turn on your camera if you have it off. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also, and also, with, also you. with you. Peace be with you. Be with you. Be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace, everyone. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace, everyone. Peace, everyone. Peace be with you. That's peace. Peace be with you. I believe the world.